Welcome to the Mike Signorelli Podcast. It's good to have you. Over the next 30 minutes, I'm going to do my best to answer the questions that you're actually asking. Before we jump in, make sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. Come on, let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Mike Signorelli podcast. I just want to tell you right up front, you are in my office in Amityville, New York, across the street from the Amityville Horror House. Yes, that one. And I just want to be straight up with you. We have filmed on location in some incredible spaces, but we're right here in my office because we're in that sweet spot in the year between like, you know, it's kind of like not quite Christmas yet. And then the new year is getting ready to kick off. And then, you know, there's like a lull. So I'm like, we're going to take a step back. We are going to just go back to the basics. And I want to say this, this podcast started with me literally holding my phone and speaking into my phone and putting it up on SoundCloud and sending it to what then was our launch team in New York. And that was enough for it to get picked up and syndicated through Charisma and some incredible things happened. So I just have to believe that without all the production, the substance is here. So wherever you're listening from right now, I really believe that you're going to get something out of today's episode. I want to specifically talk to you today about something, uh, and I'm just going to get right into it. I'm not going to waste any time. I want to talk about your dreams, your visions, your goals, your destiny. People who know me and know me well, watch me accomplish a lot, and I've always been that way. And it's, I, you know, it's funny because people are like, well, teach me how to do what you've done. I do think there's something to be said about inborn personalities because let me, let me just tell you, like going back into my past, uh, before I ever had a, a podcast, I had one of those home alone edition, like recorders. And I used to, to tape actually record myself doing WWF intros and outros and all this crazy stuff. It's just the way I am. I was in Boy Scouts. I did 100% of the book when you know you get these like badges for everything that you complete and I did it all. I obsessed over the idea of getting the entire book done. Had every patch imaginable. Even did bonus patches that weren't available uh, in the book because I was like okay I'm done with the book. What else is there? And And it's just like my mom, people who know me will tell you I've always been this way. So there is this mysterious element to this conversation where if you um, are low energy, if you, you know, maybe it's your diet, maybe it's uh, some circumstances in your life have your hope at at a low point and, and it's affecting your motivation. But for me, I am like one of those anomaly weird people. And and I know this sounds a little narcissistic. I don't mean it that way. It's not about me, even though it's a Mike Signorelli podcast, it's about you. But I'm just trying to say, I have been bouncing off the walls my entire life. I've been high energy my entire life. It's just the way I'm wired. And it's also the thing that's got me in the most trouble. So it, it's not just why I've been successful. It's also why I've been in trouble. And so I want to try to talk though, about accomplishing your dreams and your visions and your goals. And, you know, we're coming up to 2020 people are like super high expectation like oh god you know i'm gonna do these amazing things and you know we we ride the hype train every single year and then we look back and we're like 
oh wow, I repeated a lot of the same failures and faults of the previous year. And actually we're working on this series called New Year, New Me. I don't know when you're listening to this, but it might be out already. Matter of fact, if you go to mikesignorelli.com, you can actually get an ebook resource entitled New Year, New Me, where I take you through some practical tools, um, some practical steps that you can take to actually turn over a new leaf, go into a new era. Because, you know, rituals are important. Like we need a new year. We need dates um, are are intentional for such a time as this. Um, The Bible says, teach me how to number my days that I may have a heart full of wisdom. So there is something to be said about dates, the importance of dates. Uh, Over and over again in scripture, we have the significance of dates um, being illustrated to us over and over and over again. But at the same time, that date is completely meaningless unless it's attached to action. And so maybe you're like me and you are doing so much all the time that that is your fault. Maybe you work too much. Maybe you don't have healthy rhythms of rest and Sabbath. Maybe you don't know how to have strategic downtime. Maybe that maybe your problem is you're so high function, so high energy that it's to your detriment. And yet, for others listening, you find yourself constantly procrastinating, constantly, um, you know, kind of like constantly um, beating yourself up for not doing more because the the few times you do something, it's it's done so well that it's evidence that you do have greatness inside of you, but you're just trapped and, and you're immobilized for some reason. So here's the answer. And this is the big thing that I want to talk about for the next 15 minutes you need the power of we, W-E. And I can give you a program, and I know right now that you know somebody's stomach just dropped, I didn't wanna hear that, but I can give you a program, I can give you next steps, I can give you formulas, but you need the power of we, W-E. God will always give you a dream that is only able to be accomplished through relationships, plural. And if you're listening to this right now and you're anything like me and you revel in the idea of being able to do things alone by yourself with your own grit and determination and pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, this is not what you want to hear. You want to hear that I can tell you some magic formula and you can acquire enough money and resources to lock your door and watch the new Mandalorian episode on Disney Plus. Like that's what you want to hear like that that you can have a, you know, people don't want jets, they want private jets. Like you you want privacy. You want your world to shrink. But the problem with that is the only way you get a private jet is by publicly helping people. That that is like a wisdom. That's somebody needed that. And it, and that's the irony. The only way you will get the 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 moment of isolation and glory of watching the new Mandalorian on Disney Plus is you must earn that by helping and resourcing enough people and then them in return helping and resourcing you. And I had this really big revelation as I was thinking about this topic. And this was just like my own morning musing. It was my own drive to work. But 
Jesus was uh, in the wilderness being tempted by Satan. And as he was being tempted, he's fasting. So, I mean, I'll put it like this. I'm angry and on edge when I don't eat enough. Uh, but now you're contending and dealing with the devil. And this is what Jesus is doing. He's, he's, he's going into this place and it's, you know, early ministry, pre-cross and he has not fulfilled the fullness of his destiny. There's still more yet to be done. And he is in the wilderness. And in that place, Satan takes him to the mountaintop and, and shows him, oh, I can give all this to you. And he, and he, you know, take this, this stone, turn it into bread, you know, and he begins to manipulate him to try to lower his destiny, lower. See, because in that place, it wouldn't be a lack of success. It was simply Satan offering him a version of success that was lesser than the ultimate success. Often the temptation that we have is not live or die. It's live lower than what we were destined. And that to me is the, the greatest conundrum that we face. It's not like, well, if I make this wrong decision an escape hatch opens and sends me to a portal down to hell, actually the conundrum that that we face is to be nominally successful, to be mediocre, or to be great. It's between good and great. It's not between um, good or bad. And that is the crisis that many of us face. We are in uh, in a version of incredible wealth when you compare our lifestyle up against the rest of uh, the population, not just globally, but historically. And so here we are. And it's like, well, my diet like is good, but it's not great. And our biggest problem is overconsumption, overeating. It's, it's I'm on my phone too much. I ate too much food. I indulge too much. And so we have the problem of too much. And many of us, as we're facing that, the solution, and this is like my big idea that I want to share just in this podcast episode, is the idea that you need a we dream, a W-E dream, because without the other people that, to tell you, to, to, to literally look down at your plate and hold you to accountable and slap it out of your hand. You know, the people that are going to have the, the porn, uh, like scanning resources on your phone to send them an email. I mean, listen, when I was working with interns who wanted to be free from pornography addiction, I asked them, who is the scariest person that we can make your accountability partner? Who's the person that you hate the idea of them knowing the sites you visited? And if a screenshot was revealed to to them, it would mortify you. And they would tell me, and I would add that person to their accountability level because it's like that you need people in your life to accomplish it. And it's just inescapable. And when you go back to that picture of Jesus in the wilderness, you go back to the picture of him in the desert being tempted by the devil. Essentially the counterfeit dream that he was offered was a me dream. It was, I will give you, Jesus, all these things. And what happened was Satan was trying to circumvent the entire destiny that Jesus had, which is watch this. And I believe he was modeling it for us. Ministry wasn't for Jesus having, it was for Jesus giving away. There were 12 disciples and many more who considered themselves disciples and followers of Christ at that time that Jesus had fully intended on literally accumulating all the authority, the, the keys of death, hell, and the grave, 
and then was going to impart that and give that to his disciples and so many more through the work of multiplication. And so the what really made that moment in the wilderness demonic, what really made it a counterfeit vision was that Satan was circumventing the people that Jesus was going to give it away to. This is like probably blowing somebody's mind. I hope it does. Because see, Jesus was actually saying, I want to accumulate all dominion, all authority. I want to accumulate all power so that I can give it away. And then the disciples will cast out demons, heal the sick, raise the dead. The disciples will build kingdom infrastructures and businesses and will be entrepreneurial and building kingdom infrastructures. And you'll have Paul, who is a tent maker, who's subsidizing the work of the ministry by the work of his hands in very much so an entrepreneurial way and so many others. And all these expressions will happen and this message will infiltrate the entire world that Jesus is the Savior. But I have to give it away. And what Jesus was experiencing was Satan literally telling him, let's make it all about you. Let's give you everything that you can see with your eyes. So if your th- if your thought of success, if your thought of of your dream and what your life can be is simply beginning and ending with you, you already aren't doing it like Jesus. You already cannot have a global ministry. You already cannot have a global business because if you are not thinking, how can I get all of this to give it all to my disciples, to the ones who I'm trying to leave, you've already missed the entire point. And many of us would look and, and, and Satan would say, well, let me give you this. And we'd say, yeah, because I'll take it because that's in alignment with my vision in the first place. I already want it all for me anyways. But Jesus looked out and I believe it wasn't Jesus saying, no, like, no, nah, man, this isn't a good deal. What Jesus was saying is you want to give it to the wrong person. Satan, you're saying that you want to use all your jurisdiction and all your dominion to give it to me, but I don't want it to stop with me. I'm going to take it all and give it all away. And so often we think about, man, I want so much money, but we're not thinking about money to come through us. We're thinking about money to come to us. And that is simply the reason why money never comes to you because you're not a conduit for money. We want wisdom so that we can be wise in the eyes of people. And that's the very reason why wisdom from heaven is never given to you because God's not trying to resource your quote pick for Instagram. He's trying to resource the kingdom so that we can grow other lives and make big people, not just big churches. Because if you make big people, those big people will make big, big churches. We want big businesses, but we're not supposed to just have big businesses. We're supposed to grow big people who then in turn grow big businesses businesses. And I think it is imperative that we understand this because I see too many ministers, too many entrepreneurs, too many leaders accept a demonic, and I'm going to label it demonic. You're standing in the proverbial wilderness and the proverbial desert being tempted by the devil, and you receive a demonic version of success, which is it all comes to you and stops at you. And we've got to get to the point 
where we see the only reason why I am ever even going to try to accumulate all of this influence, all of these resources is to give it away. And when I say give it away, I literally mean give it away to people who we can trust to give it away to more people. That's called multiplication. And the disciples for all their faults and failures were trusted by Jesus to be people who will give it away to people who will give it away. And you know how I know that was true? And the choice was wise because 2000 something years later, I'm on a podcast talking about the name of Jesus, a Jew from a region, literally thousands of miles away from where I'm sitting right now, because it, because legacy is what you give away, not what you accumulate. And I think that when you understand this, and, and I'm, I'm ending on this, and I, I pray that you got something out of this today, you truly come to a point where you understand that in order to accomplish the dream, the vision, the goal, you need the power of we. Like when I got to the point where I started thinking about my health recently, I started thinking about um, you know just just what am I doing for my children, like when I think about how excited Everly is to go to church, how excited Everly is about the things of God, she's my five-year-old daughter, I say, this is the power of we. Like I'm accumulating every single hard day, every day I wanna quit, every day I wanna give up, every day I don't wanna eat right, every day I don't wanna manage my money right, and I wanna go spend it like every other American wants to spend it, instead of being generous with it, giving to the house of God, saving it, resourcing it. I think about Everly and I say, this is a we thing. This is a we thing. And you know, right now there's this thing that's kind of rippling through the internet and it's a phrase, okay, boomer. And the phrase, okay, boomer is the result of a generational war that we are encountering on the internet right now. And essentially what okay, boomer is, is two things. It's the younger generation feeling like they inherited a terrible legacy and it's the younger generation feeling like they are not being mentored and released. They're being, uh, there's a lid that's being put on them. And so, okay, boomer is a phrase that you're hearing online right now because it's literally the generation saying, you screwed me. Like when you should have been saving for me, when you should have been creating a better planet, when you should be creating better governmental structures, when you should have been accountable, when you should have modeled loving marriage, when you should have modeled what it means to to truly love others without any self-interest, you failed me. And now I inherited the total sum of all of that failure. And then on top of that, I'm trying to make a better way and solve some of the problems that you created for me. And yet you're going to be against me and antagonistic as I go on that journey to try to undo all your faults and failures and then simultaneously build a better future for someone else. And the reply from an entire generation is, okay, boomer. And I think there's, there's something to be said about what it looks like generationally to go after a me dream and kill the we dream. The we dream is the only true dream. It's the only one that works in churches. When pastors get outside of themselves and say, what other gifts and talents and abilities are in this congregation? When entrepreneurs and leaders get outside of themselves and say, who else can I lend my influence to? Who else can I raise up? That is the father's heart. And that's when true legacy is birthed. And then honor flows upwards and honor flows downwards. And so let me bring it full circle to close it out. If you feel paralyzed, if you feel stuck, 
If you feel like you're so mobilized that you actually are hurting yourself because you're a workaholic, no matter which end of the spectrum you find yourself on, can I encourage you today that you need to begin to pray, God, teach me the power of we. And I'm going to say like this, Jesus, when he's prayed, famously prayed, our father, oh, you are not my. And if most of our prayers start with me and my, we're already not praying like Jesus. He said, our father who, are, who is in heaven, give us our daily bread. If the only person that you're concerned about feeding is me, then you don't understand the power of we. This has been a tremendously convicting message, but I'm telling you, you will be refreshed as you refreshed others. You will become a conduit for money as you allow money to flow through you. More money will come to you if God knows he can get it through you. You will be a conduit for influence and ministry if God knows if I get them platform, they're gonna use it and multiply it. It's Stewardship 101. I hope you got something out of this. Listen, if you did, please, 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 number one, go to the website, MikeSignorelli.com. Download the resource, New Year, New Me, right now. Continue this conversation. Um, And then I would love to see you on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Search my name, Mike Signorelli, and I will see you guys for the next episode. Please tag me. Let me know how this helped you. Give me some quotes, one-liners, some things that really affected you. And I cannot wait until I get to talk to you again right here in this platform. Love you guys. Thanks for all your support, and I'll see you next time. If this episode helped you in any way, visit MikeSignorelli.com and sign up to receive encouragement and resources directly to your inbox. I'll see you over there and I'll see you next episode.